Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by Lake Link, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com. And by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and of duck hunters everywhere. Ducks.org. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll talk about tree stand safety with Wisconsin DNR Conservation Warden Mike Weber. We'll learn about a new interactive scent system from the makers of Scent Killer Gold and Special Golden Estrus, and we'll find out what's happening this Halloween weekend and all of November at the Range of Richfield. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070, that's WTSO, and anytime at all, wherever you get your podcasts on LakeLink, iHeartRadio, OutdoorNews.com, and other platforms as well. And joining us now is Pat Hasberg. He's the proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive in Madison. You can find him on the web at dsbait.com, and you'll find links to his social media accounts there, including his Facebook page, where he posts a weekly fishing report every Friday morning. Well, Pat, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Yeah, always a pleasure, Dan. Happy to be here. Well, we haven't talked to you in a while, and I checked your latest fishing report before I called you, and man, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, well, you know, despite popular belief, fall is really, the I, I think, the best time to be out fishing. So you got, you know, a lot to talk about, and yeah, a lot going on around town, but also, you know, can't forget about the tributaries over in the Milwaukee and the east coast of Wisconsin there. is a lot going on there, too. Yeah, a lot to talk about. Yeah, before we get into that, because I don't want to forget, you are gearing up for ice fishing. It's a little hard to think about it this early in the season, but you've got some ice fishing seminars coming up, don't you? Yeah, we do a weekly seminar series. We'll be starting that up for the weekend after Thanksgiving. And we have on November 30th, we have Rick Kruger, who is a really popular uh, diver who lives, uh, he does scuba diving around the Madison chain. He posts online, a lot of folks will see him on Lake Link and stuff like that, uh, as RK Diver. And he posts fantastic images of underwater stuff, and he's got just a wealth of knowledge. And so about local spots and hidden things that people don't know about. So he'll be talking on November 30th. Uh, November 7th, I have Noah Humfeld coming in, and he's a local guy. He's going to be talking about picking up walleye and pike through the ice. And then um, on November 14th, I have Pat Westberg coming in, who's a local uh, panfish plastics expert and is going to try to bridge that gap for folks. Plastics are, of course, very effective for panfish, but it takes a little extra nudge, I think, to kind of get people to, to really get into the plastic scene, but it can be super effective, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, those last two you mentioned are in December, December 7th and December 14th, right? That's right. I'm sorry if I didn't say December. Yep. The three weeks after Thanksgiving weekend, and we do them on Thursdays at 7 p.m. here at the shop. Very good. Well, let's talk about fishing. Let's start with the big lake there, Mendota. What do you know? Well, we're still waiting for turnover to happen on Mendota. The other lakes on the chain, it's a bit of a topic of debate amongst anglers here in town, but um, Mendota hasn't quite turned over yet, but the fishing has been fantastic for walleyes. They've moved out of their mid-lake humps, and they're lurking around the shallow areas around town. A lot of folks getting them in the weeds and right up shallow at night. The smallmouth bass fishing on weed lines and in rocks has been fantastic. 
the pike bite on the dota is always good and the panfish uh the bluegill bite they've been catching some real nice classic mendota jumbos they've been finding them out on mid lake humps uh this time of year so a lot of great fishing to be had out here nice well how about monona well monona of course is the the big musky lake in in on the chain and really in southern wisconsin i think one of the best lakes in the state and the musky bite's been really good getting better and you know i sell musky suckers here at the shop and i've been selling out every week a lot of folks getting out and having some good success the walleyes are moving in shallow there too at the south end of the lake near the monona terrace and, and along john nolan drive is a great night spot for walleyes and the panfish that have been out deep all summer long uh, suspended out over deep water have moved in shallow monona bay and the triangles which is you know a very very popular ice fishing spot is loaded with gills right now and a few crappies some of them that i've been hearing about over 12 inches down there so a lot of good fishing to be had on monona too all right now i heard you say in your report from last friday that kiganza has turned over what do you know about wabisa I mentioned just a little bit ago that it's a bit of a topic of debate amongst anglers here. A lot of folks are saying that it's turned over. Uh, there's a few folks that claim that it hasn't. It's right on the cusp. And, you know, with this cold front we've got coming in next week here, it's going to go any day if it hasn't already. The musky bite down there has been great as well. Some good walleyes. A really good bluegill bite down there, too, on shallow rocky humps. Some real dandy bluegills there, mm-hmm. too. Okay. And then on Kiganza with the turnover, does that mess things up for a while? It turned over last week, according to most folks that I talked to, so it should be cleared up by now. I don't get a lot of reports here in the shop out of Kiganza, but I know they were doing well on weed lines for bluegills near the state park down there. On those rocky drop-offs out from the state park has been real good for walleyes, too. All right. Now, you reported that you went over to the Lake Michigan trips, and you and your son, and boy, you caught some nice Chinooks. You were fly fishing, weren't you? I was fly fishing. He had a spinning rod. He's not as passionate about fishing as I am, but he does like to get out with, uh, you know, occasionally, and he especially loves chasing the kings over there. And so, yeah, we were out in Milwaukee, and uh, the, the trips over there are just loaded with kings right now. I just got a text from a buddy who's over there today, and he was getting them real good. He said they're sick everywhere. And, you know, it's just such a fun time to be over there and seeing such impressive fish swimming around in, in water sometimes that's not even up to your knees. You know, it's, it's just a, a, a real great time to be out, and the water's a little warm for the cohos, but they'll be coming up here in the next week or two, and then the browns and steelhead will be in with them. Fall is just my favorite time of year in general to be out fishing. Now, years ago, a lot of people said those Chinooks won't bite, but I fished with a number of guys, including a fellow you might remember the name, John Beth. He got me into fly fishing for Chinooks, and they will take a fly, uh, sometimes uh, an egg imitation or a woolly bugger or sometimes just something that pesters them. That was his strategy. Just keep picking on them, and they'll hit it. That's right. If you can get a, a fly in front of those fish and kind of taunt them a little bit and, and threaten their space, I guess, if, if you want to say that, yeah, they will They will definitely grab a fly. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, folks do accuse folks of snagging fish. And, of course, that happens, you know, if you're running hooks through areas where there's a lot of fish swimming around and jockeying for position behind females, you're bound to snag one or two here and there, but they definitely attack flies. They do. I've actually had them come screaming across a pool to hit something. Uh, they don't often do that, but for people who yep. think that they're closed mouth and you're just snagging them, that is not the case. That's right. Well, how about the Mississippi? I know you report on that as well. 
Yeah, I get uh, I get quite a few folks to come through the shop here, and they you know want to get out of town, a little change of pace, and they'll head over to the Mississippi. They've been getting great uh, perch on weed lines. Sounds like crappies near wood. Bluegills pretty much everywhere, from what I hear. Walleyes and saugers at the dams and wing dams, uh, and along with smallmouth in there too. So, again, just a, a great time of year to be out and fish are hungry, and yeah, nice to take a little trip and get out of town. We skipped the Wisconsin River and Lake Wisconsin. Any report from there? Well, you know, we had shallow water all summer long and dry conditions. And they got some rain up north here this last week, and we got some rain in our part of the state down here in the last few days. And so those levels have come up. Uh, a lot of walleyes and sauger have pushed up to the dams there. They're still getting some flatheads and sturgeon in there. You know, I hear about some nice panfish, a lot of crappies and bluegills stacking up at the dams. And the smallmouth are still chasing around big schools of shad. So, yeah, a lot of fish out there on the rivers, and I've been hearing about some good successes out there. I guess the bottom line is you can almost cast a line in any direction and get into some fishing now this time of year. That's the way it seems. I mean, like I said earlier, despite popular belief, it's pretty quiet here at the shop this time of year. But, you know, people got school and football and hunting and everything that they're out doing. And, you know, I can't blame them, but, geez, folks really should spend more time on the water because it's a great time to be out. I agree with you. Yeah, there's just too much to do this time of year, but... I hope you get a lot of business um, this fall as people start gearing up for uh, enjoying the fall fishing and gearing up for ice fishing. That's right. It's not going to be far away. I'm excited about that, too. So what are your store hours before we let you go? We're open 6 to 6 every day, except we close at 5 on Sundays. All right. Well, Pat, thanks so much. We will catch up with you again later, and uh, hope you have a great fall. Yeah, thanks. You too, Dan. Always a pleasure. All right. Pat Hasberg is the proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive in Madison on the web at dsbait.com. Be sure to check his weekly fishing report on Facebook before you fish almost anywhere in southern Wisconsin. He covers it all. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. So call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me once again from his home in Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, welcome back. Did you get rain this week like we did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, it's uh, certainly one of those times I'm glad I live in sand country because uh, it doesn't stick around very long. No, it doesn't. I was up at Dave Rolls up in New Auburn, our videographer for the Deer Hunt Show, and he and I were shooting and editing some things for Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2023, which will air on November 9th, pretty much statewide. 
And coming home Tuesday night, I think it was, I left later than I wanted to. So I'm driving home in the dark and then hit rain, uh, gosh, from Eau Claire to Sparta, more or less. And when I got home, I'm checking the weather and they said, oh, three to five inches. And then a day or two later, they said, well, I got three to seven inches up there. There's flooding. My goodness. Uh, but you've got sand, so it kind of goes away, doesn't it? Yeah, we, we've had a lot, uh, in uh, the lower portion of, uh, Wood County is mostly sand, so that goes away. The northern portion of Wood County, though, is a lot of clay, and, and they are really are dealing with, uh, some heavily flooded, uh, fields and ditch lines, and, you know, it's kind of an unfortunate timing. I, I know this time of year, uh, and anybody who follows any weather patterns knows this, this can be a wetter time of year, uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of that, uh, corn, even some beans haven't come out of the fields yet. Uh, some of those farmers getting ready to, to get in there and get some of that, but now, now it's going to be a waiting period. Yeah, it'll be put off, I'm sure, until it dries. And hopefully when we get the cold weather, we may get hard enough free so that farm equipment can get in there and do that. And of course, this is, um, Halloween weekend, full moon weekend rut beginning weekend. I mean, everything seems to be happening here. I saw, I kept my eyes open for deer on the way home, and I was a half mile from home, and a little buck crossed the road about 50 yards ahead of me, and I'm glad he was 50 yards ahead, because it looked like uh, last year's buck all over again, the one that I hit going up (laughs) north about this time of year. So, have you been bow hunting? I haven't. uh, You know, I'm going to have a report for you, though, next week uh because if you're not in a bow stand here at the beginning uh through this weekend and being in this next week i think you've uh probably uh done yourself a disservice um you know i i would i would call in with whatever sickness you need to call in for and uh and get into a tree because i i really do think uh over the course of this this cold front especially the beginning of the snap you're you're really going to see a lot of deer movement and and really kind of fire off a a great uh rut season I have heard that from other people. As I mentioned, I saw that one buck. I was talking with Mike Murphy, who is one of the sponsors of Deer Hunt Wisconsin. He has a business he calls Whitetail Sanctuary Solutions. And he and my son John and I were up on our property. It was two years ago now. And he did a series of tips and uh, advice for John for management and he uh, he's going to be on this year's show again with a couple of tips, but he told me, oh, yeah, down in Crawford County where he's actually down there this weekend, he said the fellow working on his cabin there said, oh, there were a couple of big ones fighting up on the ridge, so maybe he'll get a chance at those. And anybody who's out there, now's the time when you are going to have an opportunity to see deer like you haven't seen since they they kind of disappeared in early October. Yeah, a lot of daytime movement will, will shift and, uh, you'll see a lot of, a lot, a lot of fun stuff in the woods. Great time to be in the woods in Wisconsin. Absolutely. Well, how about your farm work? Are your chickens and bees ready for cold weather? You know, we're, we're getting there. I've, I've been uh, actually working on a tractor here for the last number of days, getting things, uh, set and ready to go to be able to move some snow this winter and, and, um, uh, chickens are set and ready to go. Bees, uh, we gotta, almost gotta wait till we get into the cold weather, really get those bees to cluster up, then I can work with them a little bit easier, uh, than when they want to go out and fly. Um, it's, uh, it, it is just kind of easier when they don't want to come out of the hive, no matter how much I'm, I'm bothering the, the beehive itself as I'm kind of 
folding things up for the uh, the winter time. Do they swarm this time of year, or is it mainly or only in spring? Yeah, it's really only in spring. They they do have another swarming uh, period where they may swarm um, at the uh, kind of end of August, beginning of September. But at this point, uh, they are solely focused on uh, just getting themselves as clustered tight together as possible to keep everything warm and and uh, try to use their food inside their hive sparingly to make it all the way through the next probably late April. Mm-hmm. And those that do will start the process all over again, right? Yeah, they will. And uh, hopefully uh, we've got two hives going in the winter. Hopefully we can, it would be great if we keep both, uh, you know, a successful, a successful year is, is 50%. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get one, I'll be happy. All right. Now your chickens, have they stopped laying? Do you have layers that are still producing this time of year? I've got a few, yeah. I've I've got uh, both brown and white leghorns um, that uh, are good producers all the time, and so uh, I do tend to get a number of white eggs versus brown eggs. Um, but I, I've I've got chickens that lay all kinds. I have some that are just coming out of molt, so I'm sure as soon as they're done molting, they'll they'll lay for a little while. Uh, but uh, all of that is done by the light source, you know. I think uh, I think the time frame is like 14 hours of daylight or something like that and of course you can you know manipulate that with uh with some lights in the coop and things i don't i don't always tend to do that uh, if anything if uh, you know give them a little uh a little light in the morning just so they uh get up and, and move around and um end up uh you know when we get snow on the ground they don't like to move much at all so yeah. uh, a little bit of light in the coop and and they at least move around the coop a little bit yeah we do not use artificial light except for light for milking the goats and feeding goats and chickens in the barn. And so our chickens pretty much shut down uh, right after the equinox. We were getting three to four dozen eggs a, uh, a day. <laughs> and uh, now we're lucky to get enough to feed three of us. And, you know, they're, they're the young birds, this year's birds, have started to lay. And the older ones are kind of going on strike. And they're molting, like uh, you mentioned. So we've sure. been culling all the young roosters, uh, except the one or two that I want to keep, and we're going to start culling the older hens. So I think it's stew pot time for some of them because they're some of them are three, four years old. You know, they're not the tenderest birds. Yeah, that's a that's a good stew pot chicken, and uh, some would even argue that's that's uh, not even a great stew pot chicken. <laughs> but they they are they are useful though. I mean, uh, you, you never you never really want to waste them. No. You know they. They've they've served a great purpose and and there's more to more to be done. Absolutely, they do make good broth. So, well, gosh, this week the Natural Resources Board approved the DNR's wolf management plan. I did not see how many members were present to vote on it because the uh, the state senate uh, rejected four of Governor Evers' appointees. So I did not do enough digging to see who actually voted, but. It was approved by the board, and it's going to the governor. You know, as well as I do, and a lot of listeners, too, this has been a long, contentious process. The main issue for a lot of people is that the plan does not contain a population goal, and some people want to see a goal of 350 or 1,000 or whatever it is. But it is what it is. No population goal. We'll see if the governor signs it, and... We'll, we'll uh, try to get someone on from DNR to talk about the implications of the approved plan once it does get approved. Yeah, and, and, and obviously there's there's suspension in all of that because uh, even if we approve on a state level, we still haven't we still can't move on a federal level. So 
Uh, it's great to have a plan in place in case the federal government does move on things, though. Absolutely. Well, have you ever fallen from a tree stand? Oh, Dan, I have not, uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I haven't. Uh, I, 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 it's a matter of pride that I have not. Well, good for you. And you hunt from those saddles now, don't you? Sometimes. Yeah, I have started saddle hunting. If I'm if I'm outside of a you know a, a box blind, um, I really have enjoyed that. And th- there'll be times I get up in a you know double stand with my son and things like that uh, with with the correct safety equipment. Well, speaking of safety, we will talk with DNR Hunter Education Administrator Mike Weber about that very thing: safe uh, tree stand use and uh, installing and inspecting and all that. So something that we should all be paying attention to. We'll also get the events coming up in November and this weekend with the Halloween zombie shoot at the Range of Richfield. We'll get that from Jim Bobby Ash. And Paul Marion, the marketing director for the Wildlife Research Center, is going to offer some advice both for bow hunters and gun hunters. And he's telling us also about an exciting new product that lets you put a scrape and licking branch wherever you want it, right in the middle of a food plot if you want to do that. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. 
Joining us now is Paul Marion. He's the Director of Marketing for the Wildlife Research Center, makers of Special Gold and Estrus, Trails N307, Scent Killer Gold, and other wildlife scents and scent control products. And their website is wildlife.com. And you can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Wildlife Research Center. Paul, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome back. I look forward to this conversation every year. Good to be back, Dan. I want to thank you also for sponsoring our TV show, Deer Hunt Wisconsin, again this year. We're right in the middle of the final stages of production, and it looks like it's going to be another great show. So thanks for your help. It's a great show, and we're happy to be a part of it. And we have featured your products on the show, and we will talk about your products in just a minute. But how has your hunting been this fall? Your bow season and ours have been open for quite a while. Yeah, I live in Minnesota, but I do hunt bow hunt in Wisconsin. And it's been very difficult just because I think there's so many acorns out there, in my area anyway. I've seen some deers, but nothing very shootable right now or anything like that. But it's been relatively so, I'd have to say that. Now, that's what I heard from bear hunters as well. They had bears that were pigging out on acorns and not coming into bait, even though they had uh, yummy things like donuts and <laughs> and other sweet things that bears like. But deer, they really key in on acorns, don't they? Yes, they do. And if you've been able to watch them eat acorns in the wild, they don't move very far. They can spend an hour and a half and maybe move 20, 30 yards, and that's it. And they just continue to eat. It's a little more difficult, I think. So how do you hunt them when you're trying to attract them with scent or anticipate their travel patterns and, and they're not traveling? What do you do? Well, now they're starting to get a little more interest in the rut, so it's a great time of this year. We have a new product, Dan, called the Active Branch Kit. It's a product where you can make your own mock scrape wherever you want, whether you put a 4 by 4 post into a field, a food plot, or if you have a great trail, one of your favorite trails along a logging road or things like that, but there's not a lot of overhanging branches, now you can attach this to a tree or attach it to a post, and you can set up your scrape. What it is, it's a branch holder that holds two branches. So there's a lower one that you can set about five feet off the ground, and you have your interaction branch for the deer to walk by, make their scrape, make their marks. And then the upper branch hangs over, and what we do is we attach a magnum scrape dripper to that, which will drip. We put golden scrape, and it comes with the kit, is a four-ounce bottle of golden scrape, a dripper, the active branch holder, and then a strap. Some people don't like to put a screws in the tree and things like that, so we do have a strap that you can strap this around the tree if you're hunting public land or you have permission to hunt someone else's land. I like to screw it into the tree because the bucks will work it over a little bit, and now you can put that at any position you want. Whatever range you're comfortable with shooting, you can attract deer, make them stop, smell the ground, smell the air, smell the branch, things like that. Well, you sent me a video of a buck and a doe and that setup, and it's remarkable. I'd love to have that kind of footage to put on our show, and there's no question about it that the product works. And that's a great idea. Now, you use the term interactive branch, but hunters typically call those licking branches because the deer lick it. They do other things with it, too. So you can put that anywhere you want. So I suppose if there's a buck who's not moving far and you kind of know that, you can get as close as you dare and put that where he might smell the scent and come in and check it out. Yep. They've been focused on acorns, I think. I'm seeing the signs of pre-rut right now, and there's a little more action, a little more movement. So in the next couple of weeks, I put them out all year long, but it's great to put it out now 
to get them to visit that spot and get them to be there when you're there. Our dripper drips daytime only. When you're not there, it's not going to drip because of the evening, but, you know, get it there, get it set up. You want to be there when it's dripping. Now, why does it drip during daytime only? Uh, great question. When you put a four-ounce bottle into our scrape dripper, there's an air pocket in there. So, in theory, during the evening, that air pocket will collapse, condense, and then when it warms up, the temperature warms up, it'll expand and start to drip. It's due to the change in temperature, usually between night and day. Got it. Okay. Well, speaking of products, and I mentioned it at the beginning, Trails N 307, that was your very first product, wasn't it? And I understand this is the 40th anniversary of that product? It is. This is our 40th year in business, and that was the product that started it all. John and Brian Bergerson that started this company were yeah. big trappers and hunters, mm -hmm. so they had a lot of scent that they worked with, and they're always looking for the right combination, and what they've done is... They've spent hundreds and hundreds of different trial and error stuff, and the old joke was, well, we finally nailed it on 307th try, so Trails on <laughs> 307 is the name they came up with. It's just a great all-around gear lure for pre-rut, rut, and post-rut, so it's a sexual attractor, it's a curiosity scent, and it is a hunger scent also, so there's a lot of things involved in that. Uh, it's a complex lure, but it works really well year-round. Still one of our most popular lures. A multitasking lure, and if it's been around 40 years and it's still working, uh, that says a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a great product for us. Now, bow hunters, of course, know about scent control and using attractor scents, but your gun season is coming up next weekend when this airs, um, a week before your gun season, and ours two weeks after that. What advice have you got for gun hunters? Getting prepared right now, making sure all your clothes are well cared for, you're clean, make sure you don't wash with scent-free laundry soaps, making sure you're, you're getting out ready for it. You can wash your clothing in one of our scent-free laundry detergents, make sure it dries real well. And then what we do is you can spray that down heavily with secular gold. And what that does, you spray it down, let it dry, and then you can put it in a container. And secular gold will last up to 20 days. So you can pre-treat your clothes. You know, if it's cold out, you don't have to get up in the morning and spray all your stuff down. You can, but you can pre-treat it, put it into an airtight container, and it's good to go for 20 days. So for us next week, we're a week out. You know, we can pre-treat our clothing, and uh, it'll be ready for next weekend. Great advice. Well, anything else you want to share with us before we let you go? That's it. I just hope everyone has a good season, and make sure you're scent free before you go out into the woods. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Good luck to you bow hunting uh, those acorn-loving deer. And when your gun season comes around, good luck there, too. And uh, send me photos if you get a, a deer that you'd like us to feature. Sounds great. Thanks, Dan. You bet. Paul Marion is the Director of Marketing for the Wildlife Research Center, makers of these products we've been talking about, Scent Killer Gold, Special Golden Estrus, Trails N 307, and the new Active Branch Kit where you can make your own licking branch and scrape combination that will attract deer. You can find them on the web at wildlife.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Wildlife Research Center. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com.
Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Bow and crossbow seasons are underway, and our gun deer season isn't that far off. And many of us now hunt from tree stands, so we thought that now's a good time to talk about tree stand safety. And joining us now to do that is Wisconsin DNR Hunter Education Administrative Warden Mike Weber. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to our Outdoors Radio Network. Not a problem, Dan. Thanks for having me. You bet. Now, I've heard different statistics about how many hunters have fallen from tree stands, but it seems that a fair number of people throughout their career will fall at least once. Yeah, so I know back in 2014, uh, the DNR partnered with the Marshfield Clinic Research Foundation, and at that time, the study indicated that one in four bull hunters have fallen or nearly fallen out of a tree stand, which, of course, is a pretty alarming statistic. It certainly is, and I've done it twice, <laughs> and I uh, had one bad jump when I jumped the last two rungs from a ladder stand many years ago, and hit a stub of a tree on my butt, and that could have been disastrous, but it wasn't. Uh, it almost knocked me out, and the, the most recent fall was just a careless error, and I slipped and fell on and landed on my back and hit my head, and I probably sustained a concussion. Fortunately, it didn't break anything, but I know people who have broken their neck, broken an arm, or some have even died. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sure like you, I do quite a bit of bow hunt myself and talk to a lot of other folks who bow hunt, and you hear stories, you know, just like that, where people have those close calls or, of course, get injured, you know, um, whether it's climbing up or down or just being in the stand itself. What is your basic advice for tree stand safety? I'm sure there's a protocol, I know there is, uh, that we should all follow, and we don't always do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, obviously, you know, the biggest thing, whenever you're going up into a tree stand, and no matter what type of tree stand it is, doesn't matter if you have a climber, a ladder stand, a hang-on stand, you obviously always want to wear a full-body harness, otherwise known as a fall arrest system. And then, obviously, when you're connected to the tree, keep a short tether line just in case you do fall out. Another thing we always tell folks, too, is make sure to inspect your stands prior to each use. And I know, obviously, with the weather change coming up, there's probably most likely going to be more bull hunters getting in the woods this weekend and then this next week. And, of course, we have the deer gun season coming up. So whether if you store those stands inside or if you've got them outside and they've been up, check those stands. Make sure they're structurally sound. Check your straps, buckles, and if they're frayed or you kind of question whether you need to replace them, replace them because, obviously, you don't want an incident to happen. Some of the other big things are just making sure that you use a haul line to raise or lower your unloaded firearm or a crossbow once you get up there. You obviously don't want to be hanging on to that stuff when you're crawling up. And that also brings me to the points of contact. So anytime you're crawling up or down the tree, always have three points of contact at all times. And then the other thing we always tell people too, obviously a really safe point to have a lifeline. So when you're going up and down the tree that you're always connected at all times. Yep, and that is good advice, and that's the advice that we follow now where I hunt because we know it's smart and because I've had a couple of issues and fortunately did not get injured severely. Now, when we're putting up a new stand, there's a 
recent news release from the DNR that warns us not to put stands in ash trees. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I know forestry had put out some information regarding those ash trees, and obviously due to that emerald ash borer, you know, there's there's ash trees across the state that are dying, and of course, dying trees don't make for good situations for tree stands, so you obviously want to avoid ash trees, and then obviously any type of tree that you think has dead or dead limbs up above you or could create an issue, don't go up it, obviously. You know, if you question, if it doesn't look good and you get that feeling that it's not safe, probably not safe and you're going to want to pick a different tree and even placing a stand in a tree near an ash tree or say an elm most of the elms that have died did that long ago but a lot of dead ash as you say are, are scattered throughout the state and it could lose a branch and drop it on you um, even if you're not in that tree for sure yeah i think forestry had warned too obviously you know we get days with high winds or things like that and that could obviously create an issue yeah well, what other advice have you got for hunters who might be tree stand hunting this time of year? You know, one of the main things besides kind of those safety tips that we talked about is anytime you go out hunting, tell people where you're going and then be familiar with your stand location. So if something does happen, you can reach out and contact somebody. So obviously have that cell phone with, and then if something does happen, just, you know, remain calm and um, explain, the, explain to somebody the, the best you can on, on what's going on. Obviously, too, with the tree stand stuff, you know, in addition, we have a lot of great information on the DNR website. So for folks who want kind of some of those additional safety tips, they can go on the Wisconsin DNR website and search tree stand safety, and we've got a whole page um, dedicated to that. We also have a link to the Tree Stand Manufacturers Association on the site, and that link takes you to about a 15-minute kind of short course um, that folks can go through. And again, just goes through some of those safety tips and tricks that we talked about to be safe when when folks are out there fantastic well mike thanks so much for that advice a reminder for anyone who's been hunting for some time i'm sure we've heard this before but sometimes we need to be reminded and for new hunters maybe they don't think about these things so we really appreciate that we'll send them to the dnr website and wish everybody good luck this season Yeah, for sure. Thanks again for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. And to all the hunters out there, good luck. Hope you have a lot of success and be safe out there. All right. Well, Mike, we will talk to you one more time before gun season. And I imagine you're going to be bow hunting when you have a chance. So I hope you get one. And if you do, send me a photo. Likewise, Dan. You too. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dan. DNR Hunter Education Administrative Warden Mike Weber with information on tree stand safety. As he mentioned, there's a page on the DNR website. Keywords, tree stand safety will get you there, and you can learn all about what we talked about and more. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Cold temperatures are on the way. If you're a hunter, you want to stay out longer, no matter what the thermometer says. Arctic Shield, L&M Fleet Supply, and Outdoor News are teaming up to give away the best cold weather hunting gear in the industry. Between now and the end of October, you can win a full set of Arctic Shield Classic Elite Parka and Bibs. We'll give away two full sets per week in October. To enter, just click on the contest tab at OutdoorNews.com. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. 
LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camel pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. They're located on Helson Drive, just north of the Richfield Cabela's store, and that's where highways 41 and 45 split, and you can find them on the web also at therangewi.com. And joining us now for our monthly conversation about what's going on at the range is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Well, Jim, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Greetings, Dan. It's great to be with you again. We're right at the tail end of October, but you've got a big event going on this weekend, don't you? Yeah, this weekend is our special zombie shoot starting on Friday, and it'll run through all day Sunday. We'll be offering our Halloween zombies. It's a free target, and you also get the lanes for only $15 an hour. It's always been very popular. People have a good time every year. Jason picks out a really cool target to shoot at. And I know that everybody really enjoys it. And I like to kid around and say everybody is dying to be here. (laughs) Yeah. And are are folks in costume? Like, will you be Dracula? I keep asking (laughs) you that. (laughs) No, no. We've had a couple years. But things have changed so much. If people just want to come in and shoot, they're really not interested in doing all that. Okay. Well, very good. Whatever. but if they want to have fun and spook it up a little bit, you got the zombies this weekend. That's Ab- great. Absolutely. Come on in. That's a good time. All right. Well, now, how was October leading up to this weekend? October 
we had a, a lot of fun, a lot of people coming in, a lot of shooting, a lot of great classes. Our IDPA, and that's the Independent Defensive Pistol Association, shoot started last month. It will continue every month on the second Saturday of the month until March. You know, the turnout on this has been fantastic. We have a maximum of 40 people, and we limit out every time. Wow. Yeah, I know. But that's not to say, you know, if you're really interested, come on down. Depending on what time you contact us, you might be able to get in. It just amazes me, Dan. It just amazes me. Well, that's fantastic. Once you get Halloween behind you, how does November look? November looks spectacular. We have our classes, obviously. We're going to have shooting on the move and shooting from cover. That'll be on November 2nd. Our first shot class is December 6th. I know that it's uh, a month away, but uh, again, it's a popular class, and we don't have one in November, so that's why I want to mention it now. Sure. We have a Wisconsin concealed carry class, which is November 12th. Uh, and then uh, a very, very popular one is our ladies only concealed carry class, and that's going to be on November 18th. So we usually fill up the entire uh, classroom with ladies. Uh, we have a special female instructor who does a marvelous job. So again, ladies, if you're looking to get your license, this is a great one. Yeah. Are you doing an NRA instructor course in November? Yes, we are. Thank you. We are having an NRA instructor course, and that's going to be uh, uh, November 4th and 5th. And last but not least, getting to know your AR. This was in December, uh, the 2nd and the 3rd. We don't do it that often, and it fills up quickly, and everybody really enjoys it because you get to take your gun apart. You learn all about the parts, you put it back together, and you go out on the range, and you learn some new techniques on how to shoot. It's a great class if you're interested on December 2nd and 3rd. And those classes where whatever it is, you take something apart and put it back together, it's always good not to have any parts left over when you put whatever it is back together, right? <laughs> uh, yes, we try to encourage that. It just makes more sense, yes. Yeah, okay. And then you offer private handgun lessons as well, right? Yes, we do. We have four extremely great instructors, and they're available almost any time. For either beginning, advanced, you know, someone who just wants to learn some of the basics, it's great if you have the interest to come on in. They're great instructors, period. Oh, cool. Now, deer season is coming up. You got anything special for that? Yes, we do for both the ladies and the men. Uh, deer Hunters Widow Special, November 17th through the 19th. Ladies, for only $15, you get an hour of range time. So if your hubby's out in the woods, this is a great time for you to do some range therapy with the girls. So come on in. And that weekend is also the weekend of the Wisconsin Concealed Carry Class for ladies only. So it all kind of ties in there. It's kind of nice. Sure. And then for the gentlemen, you know, we're offering our sight-in here at the range. So what we do now is 30 minutes for $12 from November 1st through the 17th. You don't have to worry about rain or that other four-letter word, snow, here at the range. The wind is never bad here either. So <laughs> if you need some help, our range safety officers are always glad to give you a hand or give you a few tips to make sure you get sighted in the right way. Well, good. Now, you've got some big news coming up. Yeah, Dan, I can't believe it. This November, we will be celebrating our 10-year anniversary. It's been 10 wonderful years with some of the best friends, guests, and members you could ask for. So to help celebrate, we will be offering an anniversary special. We'll be offering 10% off everything in the store, including safes, ammo, new firearms not used. And this will run November 10th, 11th, and 12th. In addition, our lane prices will be reduced by 
We're also working on some kind of a competition shoot for Saturday. We have some swag that we'll be giving away, and Brian has promised to make us some of his fabulous pulled pork. So we have sandwiches to give out. We're not charging for them. I've had his pulled pork, and it's absolutely delicious. So plan on coming in, having lunch with us, and, and enjoying all the great deals. Fantastic. And then, you know, a lot of retailers do something special with Black Friday. I would imagine you're going to do that too, right? Well, we are, but you're going to have to stay tuned for that. With this anniversary sale going on, we're kind of in the middle of that. Two weeks later is is, uh, Black Friday. We have some ideas, but we don't have anything down permanent yet for Black Fridays. We always do something, and they'll always be great. So just keep an eye out for our bulletin and our calendar. Check our website because we will be posting that as we get a little bit closer to that part. Okay. And range gift cards are always a good idea if people are looking for that gift for somebody who they don't know how to buy for, right? Exactly. That's why we do that. Personal preference with guns and even ammo and a few other things. You know, you get them a gift card, they can get whatever they want. So we will have those available from now through the end of the year. Okay. Well, we haven't talked about safes yet. How about safes? This is a great time to buy a Liberty safe. Liberty is the best built safe on the planet. We just received a truckload of these beauties, and they are priced to sell. With 10% off all in-stock merchandise, there will be some great deals. If you're interested, come on in and let's talk. We can have that safe in your house by Christmas. Fantastic. Well, and you usually have specials. Uh, You've talked about several specials already, but we have Armistice Day or Veterans Day, depending on what you want to call it, coming up. retired and reserve military get one hour of free shooting plus a target id is required but this is one way for us to say thank you for your service wonderful wonderful well and if someone is not in the market for a safe a gun or some ammo just maybe has questions about guns you and your staff are there ready to talk right absolutely you know i always say our biggest job here is to educate people so if you have questions come on in our team members are just great. They're full of good information, and they're always eager to help. Well, thanks so much for that report, Jim. I'm looking forward to talking to you again in a month. That's right. And Dan, I'd like to wish you, your family, and all of the listeners a very happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you very much. Same to you. You're going to be a busy guy this weekend and for all of the month of November. So take a deep breath, get some rest, and I hope you have a great November. Thank you. Jim Bobby Ash is the president of the Range of Richfield. We talk to him every month to find out what's going on at the range. They are located on Helson Drive, just north of the Richfield Cabela's store, where highways 41 and 45 divide, and also on the web at therangewi.com. And you can also sign up for classes there and hear about everything we've talked about and more. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife. 
including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of unclouded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Cold temperatures are on the way. If you're a hunter, you want to stay out longer, no matter what the thermometer says. Arctic Shield, LNM Fleet Supply, and Outdoor News are teaming up to give away the best cold weather hunting gear in the industry. Between now and the end of October, you can win a full set of Arctic Shield Classic Elite Parka and Bibs. We'll give away two full sets per week in October. To enter, just click on the contest tab at OutdoorNews.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. They're having a winterizing, uh, supplies, uh, their winterizing supplies are in stock. They're having uh, sales on stuff like that. So make sure you get over there and get them, uh, done. Cause I mean, this cold weather, Dan, you don't want stuff sitting around and, and not winterized. It's not like you're going to get out and use it too many more times here this year. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camel wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com and by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of our show and of duck hunters everywhere at ducks.org. Yeah, I am going to have to take my boat back to West Bend soon, and uh, they take care of it. They winterize. I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to sell this one, and I hope to get a new one again next year. At least that's the plan as far as I know right now. And if our TV show Outdoor Wisconsin is not airing where you happen to live, you can always watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. 
and our Deer Hunt Wisconsin show for the last several years is archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. And as I mentioned earlier, this year's show will be coming up November 9th. We'll tell you more about that next week. And uh, this show is uh, uh, downloadable online at lake-link.com. You can go there, download this show, past shows as well, and uh, take us with you wherever you go and listen to your convenience, lake-link.com. Uh, go to the Outdoor Radio page and download it from there. You can also find us on the Outdoor News website, outdoornews.com slash podcasts. And then you can find Dan on social media throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors. You can find me at Hardwater Jeff. And folks, if you happen to be a sturgeon spearer, you probably know this, but if you hope to spear one this year, or next year rather, on Lake Winnebago, and that's in February, be sure to buy your spearing license by October 31st. That's Tuesday. That's uh, coming up, so make that part of your Halloween plans. Unlimited licenses are available, but you must buy one before the th- or by the 31st. Have you seen the, uh, the, the, the threat to, uh, to sturgeon spearing here in Wisconsin, Dan? Have I seen what? Have you seen the threat to sturgeon spearing in, here in Wisconsin no, by the uh, federal it? government? Yeah, I, t- I, I, I encourage everybody to take a look at this. The federal government wants to add lake sturgeon to uh, the uh, endangered species list, which would uh, certainly threaten the uh, historical presence of uh, the uh, the sturgeon spearing uh, process and really all of the uh, uh, sturgeon uh, research that is done on the uh, uh, Winnebago system. But uh, take a look at that, uh, folks, do your research on it, and uh, really a threat to our great resource here in Wisconsin. My goodness, I had not heard that. I will do that. Uh, they are... If they're in good shape anywhere in the world, it's on the Winnebago uh, mm-hmm. lakes for yep, sure. So, for sure. Yeah, we'll check that out. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And next Thursday, November 2nd, Warren and friends will be performing at the West Theater. That's on Central Avenue in Duluth. The show is called Song for the Wild. It's a celebration of Sigurd Olson and his writings put to music by none other than Warren himself. Uh, it should be a great event. Doors open at 6.30. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets are available at thewesttheater.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Jeff, get in the tree. I want to hear f- from you. I want, <laughs> I want to report next week. You bet, Dan. You too. All right. Yeah, I, well, I may get to do that. Well, folks, get outside this weekend. Send us your photos if you get a deer, and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. Get to the perfect speed. Oh, how I love leaving the shore behind. When the cool night swallows the moose's nose and the heron is fishing on one cold leg. When the loo cries lover in the blue north wind I'll be trolling home to you when my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure When the worm 
hands go dry in the coffee can, honey. I'll be true. 